All right. So we're building people who build churches. You need a handout, Ron? Okay. You can make a make an airplane out of it or something so so all right so okay so uh i'm sorry i for some reason i thought we had already dipped our toe into this chapter but we have not so this is uh second timothy chapter two and this is our inaugural um visit into this text so that's good so first timothy chapter two uh tonight we're going to be talking about praying men which is the title on the top of your sheet there and uh this is a very familiar passage. Um, I, I prepped it on February 7th. That's probably why I'm in my brain. We've already been here. But uh, he says, let's just read the text together and we'll talk about it. He says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, uh, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ, and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Heavenly Father, thank you for the priestly work of prayer. Uh, Lord, that's what we do. We are called to be kings and priests, and right now our job is, is as ambassadors. Lord, we are you're the king, and uh, Lord, our job, though, is to do the priestly work of prayer and advocating as ambassadors for Christ, diplomats bringing the doctrine of Christ to this world. And I pray, God, that you would help us to do that in an effectual way, uh, and, uh, Lord, that we would call upon you and your will to be done on earth uh, as it's as it's done in heaven. Lord, uh, you are reigning in, uh, in eternity and uh, you're reigning in time and uh, lord but it doesn't look like that sometimes on the planet so lord i pray god that our our uh, presence here would uh, change that our prayers here would affect that and we would see your will be done and not ours and in every sense of that statement and we just thank you and we praise you and we ask this in jesus name amen all right so uh it's often said that the church that prays together stays together and i think that's absolutely true um and so we're in trouble no i'm just kidding uh, so <laughs> so uh, uh i do we do obviously pray but this meeting isn't always as strong as it needs to be but uh but you are the nucleus of faithful prayers uh for the saints and that and god honors that i really do believe that and and so uh, this evening, uh, we see that when Paul gives instruction to the congregation, he prioritizes prayer. And so, uh, much has occurred since we lo- last looked here at Timothy, and we have celebrated um, uh, the Lord's Supper. And we've, we're getting ready to have a big discipleship training time this coming week and uh, a self-defense class. A lot of action is going to happen. But one of the actions that we need to get into is prayer. And we have seen that our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with the Lord in regard to salvation through Jesus Christ, our relationship to the law regarding motivation to receive Jesus Christ, and our relationship to the lost, which is the illumination to share Jesus Christ, which kind of goes along with what I've been talking about on Sunday mornings. Tonight we will enter uh, chapter 2, which is the instruction to the congregation. Um, chapters 1 and 2 charges us as members of the body of Christ. Chapters 3 through 6 charges us as ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we kind of are, right now we're dealing with the membership aspect, kind of like what I talked about this morning. We have members of the body. 
and then being ministers will come in chapters three through six with all the directives and the uh, all the things that uh, are being charged and responsibilities given from the bishops to the deacons uh, all the way through you know Timothy the disciple the son of in the Lord of Paul the Apostle. All right, so for your outline, um, the first thing that we see is the priority of prayer, which is pretty clear to see, the priority of prayer in verses 1 through 3. Notice he says, I exhort, therefore, well, you know, you got to see why there is therefore. You guys know that when you see therefore, why does it therefore? You'll remember that when we left off in chapter 1, he was talking about those that were, you know, causing problems. And we had actually, now I'm remembering, we had a good discussion about that last week uh, at the end of, uh, of our time. Uh, Jeff and I, we were all talking about those types of folks that can cause problems in the church. And uh, we were talking about Hymenius and Alexander, who I have delivered unto Satan that they may not, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So that's pretty strong words. So what is Paul talking about? Well, he's saying, hey, um, you know, Jesus Christ came to save sinners, whom I am chief in verse 15 of chapter 1. Uh, and then he gives a charge in verse 18. I charge, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mayest war good warfare, holding faith. Remember today I talked about the pigskin and a good conscience, right? Faith and a good conscience. Um, which some having put away concerning a faith have made shipwreck. So there's people that are, that, uh, are wrecking the ship and they're wa- wrecking the fellowship, right? And that's Hymenius and Alexander. They're wrecking the fellowship in the church. And so there's a spiritual war. So Paul says, in light of all of that, I exhort therefore, right? Um, and he says, first of all, so it's a priority. It's a priority, and that's point. That's point one. The priority of prayer. This is a priority. First of all, you know, supplications, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men. So the reality of war. That's point A. Reveals the priority of prayer. The reality of war reveals the priority of prayer. And so I exhort, as mentioned three times in the New Testament, it's the same number as faithful saying in First Timothy one fifteen. Uh, and so faithful sayings and, and I exhort go together, uh, except this time, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> Peter joins in with Paul in Acts 27, verse 22, Paul exhorted sinners on a sinking ship to believe God would save them. He wanted them to believe God would save them. So, um, uh, that's what he that's what he was wanting and then first in first timothy 2 1 paul exhorts saints uh in spiritual combat to pray to god and in um and then um in first peter 5 1 peter exhorts the elders to feed the flock of god and so um and so this is important right so he i exhort is mentioned several times paul exhorted sinners to skip or to uh sinners on a sinking ship to believe god uh, paul exhorted the spiritual to combat prayer and peter exhorts elders to feed the flock of god so when you think about that that's really those are three strong exhortations right believe god uh pray and uh feed the flock of god and that's it's simple but it's important okay so uh, first of all, clearly implies the priority of prayer, as I've mentioned. It's often said that there are no atheists in foxholes. And uh, if this is true in, in physical combat, then position to, petition to God in spiritual combat is no less necessary. Right? So, And that's true, typically, in a war situation. Uh, a lot of people all of a sudden get religious when they know they're looking at the their end of their life. 
uh, is upon them, perhaps, potentially, then all of a sudden there's no atheists. They're like, oh, God, help. I have a friend named Felton Booker. He's passed on now, but... He got saved in a foxhole in Korea, and then uh, promised God that I would, uh, you know, I will follow you no matter what. And then he got back home after the war and and got drunk and became an alcoholic and was a hobo for a while. And then he finally got got a hold of him and remi- reminded him of his promise he made in Korea. And uh, for many years he was a, a really good chaplain, a little short fellow down in City and Mission, great guy. Felton Booker was a good man. And so I love that guy. But I always remember that. There's no pra- and when I think of there's no atheist in a foxhole, I think of this guy Felton Booker who got saved in a foxhole in Korea. But the priority of prayer necessitates the proper practice. That's point B, uh, the pop- proper practice of prayer. And so uh, you see a very simple list here. I like Timothy because it's for some Gentile like me, uh, it's easy for me to understand this book. Very orderly, not a lot of cycles. It's just lineal. So we got a list here that we can work with. And he, he priorities, prioritizes this, first of all. So what is the first? Well, he says supplications, comma, intercessions, comma, and giving of thanks, comma, be made for all men. And so he gives us uh, some of these priorities listed right here. So you got four of them on your sheet. The first one is the priority of supplication. The priority of supplication, uh, most often translated simply prayer. So you could, you know, in many places that same word, the Greek word is prayer. You know, so first of all, prayer. First of all, supplication. I like supplication, though. Uh, because it distinguishes, um, you know, the reason Paul distinguishes supplication from general petition is in the, is in the sense that he's talking about warfare. So when you think it, prayer is like talking to God, as, as you know. But he opens this, you know, when he's saying therefore, he's hearkening back to what he's talking about in verse 18. His language is that of dealing with warfare and combat and spiritual warfare. So he's asking for supplies. And everyone knows that in a war, supplies are the key to victory. In World War II, General Patton uh, absconded the, the supply chain for his troops so that they could advance uh, against the Germans and win the war. And that's, in essence, what happened. And so um, he made sure his guys got all the gas. He didn't care about, I think it was the British fellow, I forget his name, uh, or Bradley, Omar Bradley, one of those other guys. Too bad for their their, their tanks because uh, uh, Patton said, I'm going forward, you guys are too slow, all, the, all you gas trucks come my way, this is the way we're going. Why do you do that? Because supplies. You can only go as far as your supply chain. And so prayer, i.e. supplication in the context of warfare, is so important. you got to keep the supplies coming. And so right now there's a political war going on in Canada right at the border. What's it about? It's about supply chain. Right? There's a, there's a trade war that's been going on, and the response in addition to COVID with the bioweapons is also a... Um, a uh, uh, there's now problems with ships out to sea and all these other embargo, not embargo so much, but there's just all these supply chain issues, right? When you don't have supply chain, it, it disrupts everything. And so being in, in prayer is important. Supplication is, is very important. First of all, prayers. Make sure you got your supply chain going. Um, petition is important. In war, supplies are so important. And, uh, and so... Uh, um, the, the, just I didn't look at my notes when I was talking about Patton. Just for clarity, George Patton uh, was the commander of the Third Army in Europe, in the European Theater. 
we all have spiritual blessings in heavenly places, so we have an unlimited supply of redemption at our disposal, and uh, we are to request it is applied today and invested in the war for the souls of men. So we need to make sure that we are uh, getting the supplies that we need where they need to go. And so sometimes God supplies and we don't acknowledge it, right? He gives us what we need and we're like... We're like, well, I want to use that for myself. Or we get carnal and we forget why we have it. That's another message. Point two is the priority of prayers. So he says supplication. The next one he mentions is prayers, which is general communication, general petition. I've already told you that it could be the same word, but it's not, right, in the context here. So supplication has a has a nuance because of the, the context in which it's in. And then general praying, right, general communication. The communication lines need to be open. If you're lapsing in your prayer, uh, life, you probably are lapsing in your devotional life and not walking in the Spirit. Those who understand the power of the flesh depend on the power of God's Word and prayer. Right. So the best way to have general prayers is to pray God's Word and will back to Him. And uh, and you guys are sophisticated enough to know that. Point three, the priority of intercessions. Um, I should say mature enough. Sophisticated is really not the right word. We're all mature enough to know that. Priority of intercessions. Right, which if you're looking for the outline, it's right there in verse one. Um, this is self-explanatory, right? So we should be regular, regularly interceding in prayer as we do on Sunday nights. Uh, this can be overwhelming, so we have this process which helps us bear the burden. And uh, and of course, uh, in my own personal life, I have a process to help me assimilate the burden for my own life because it's so much I can't bear prayer by my with in my brain on a daily basis without a system and so for me mondays are ministry right so i I intentionally on monday mornings when i wake up i'm thinking about praying for uh children's ministry the library i mean every kind of ministry i can i got a list of them and just pray for them and uh that's monday monday because m goes with ministry see how that works and so word first you know life issues whatever all the different ministries you can go down the list and that way i can keep that that in in order uh tuesdays i focus on the local church you know it, it doesn't have the same phonetic but they're both start with a t the and tuesday so i can keep it in order local church and uh, and I, that's not uh, that's not the membership per se. That's just the local church, our church, other churches, our fellowship of churches, uh, and anything I do think of with our church, which is a lot. And then Wednesdays is world missions. Um, um, actually, I got that backwards. Tuesday I do the lost world. Uh, I got it wrong on my notes. Thursdays is is the local church because it works out better for my schedule on Thursday. So the lost world is on Tuesday. Um, and then on uh, that's also the day I prepare my sermons, or I'm supposed to prepare my sermons. Really, I usually get caught up on what I didn't get done on Monday. But anyway, um, but uh, but by the time I get through Wednesdays, Wednesdays World Missions, that's a day where I sit apart and I think about Ganesh and Pradeep, and I just intentionally try to pray for Doug Howie. Uh, and of course, like you all, it doesn't mean I don't pray for him at other times throughout the week. But it's time where I'm intentional, <clears throat> because if I don't have intentional mental time to do that, I won't do it. I'll just kind of do it when I think about it, and things will get missed. And so, and uh, and so, um, and so when I get to Thursday, it's uh, it's the it's not the it's not the lost world. It's the local church, and then I do specifically pray over everybody in the church, or I try to. Sometimes I can't get through the whole list, so I have to like bookmark it and. 
pick up midway. Poor Yoders or the I tease them sometimes because they're the last on my list because they're the name they're the last on our prayer on our membership list. So I end up the Yoders get they get uh, missed. I get weary and well doing, and uh, so. Sometimes I start my list backwards, and I'll go from the Yoders forward, so I make sure I don't neglect the Yoders in prayer. But uh, it uh, every so every so often I'll shoot them a message and I say, "Hey, I just finished my prayer list today, and you guys are at the end. <laughs> I just want you to know that I prayed for you today." But you take 200 people and try to pray for them, and think about—I'm uh, not complaining—but when you think about what you know about every person in our church, just what you know, and you want to take some time in prayer for that takes hours. Uh, to do that and it's, it's you you're ready for a nap when you're done I re- you really are but not only did that it creates a, a to-do list as you're praying that you start to mark oh i need to do this i need to do that i need to do that and you'll be busy you'll have other things that you need to do after you're done praying for them. and so that's some of the reasons i don't get done through the list every time because there's too many things i have to do and i don't want to wait and i have to call somebody or write someone an email or something and then the time is gone so but there's a lot to pray for is my point right so we need to be intentional fridays is friends and family i take it a little easy that's my day off and uh that's more one of those getting out of bed and hey i'm a little more general with that i'm not probably as intense as i am with the other things and then uh saturday's uh, lo- state and local government national world events and uh boy you know that could be a number of things i typically uh, for me personally, I, I like to pray. One of the people I pray for really faithfully on Saturdays is Vicki Hartzler because I know she's a Christian and uh, she's in a really high position of power. Of course, the president and all of that. And and, and by the way, I prayed more for Barack. I, it was interesting. Uh, I prayed more for Barack Obama more fervently than I did for Trump. I found that interesting. I don't know why because Trump needs as much prayer as anybody when he was in. Um, but I, I think it's because I was so concerned about Obama and what he was doing, you know, with the constitution and so uh and same thing now it's easy to pray you know for the current guy you know or whoever's running the country and uh and uh and just pray for all that and say lord help and uh but uh it's interesting when you think things are going better you quit praying as fervently and really it's it's important that we pray all the time and so uh, that's just a saturday state local government and and uh, that realm romans 13 issue and i don't want to bore you guys on all this but intercession what is intercession that's interceding right it's it's getting in the middle of stuff and uh being a warrior and to do that we gotta we gotta take time and uh we gotta be watchful in our intercession right it's kind of like being that guy who's on the wall and ezekiel right and being watchful for what's going on and praying interceding and uh um, I had a guy today in the, in the Warriors, you know, he was he was trying to intercede, but he was really tattling, right? And he was saying, hey, so-and-so over here, everyone in the class is interrupting everybody, you know, with private conversations. And he's like, hey, this these two people over here are talking, and they're interrupting the class. And I laughed out loud. You were, I don't think you noticed it. I'm like, these two over here that you don't like talking to each other or interrupting the class? What about everyone in the back and all these other days? <laughs> so I, I said, you know what? I want. Yeah, I said, tattling is not good. He just wanted to get them in trouble. And so, uh, 
um, you know, God doesn't need us to tattle, but he does need us to intercede, right? And there's a difference in our heart attitude, right? That's the key, uh, is God knows why we're asking, right? And so he's, God's no fool. He knows what our motives are. And so we need to do all this with good motives. Intercessions, important. All right, so we have supplication, prayers, intercessions. What's the last one, fourth one? Giving. Giving up thanks. There's three spots, so uh, Wendy figured it out. She should be on the... What's that one with Vanna, where you turn the letters? Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune yeah. I could see Wendy. She'll win that thing. She didn't have any of the letters, and she got it all figured out. So, uh, uh, giving up thanks. That's right. So, that's uh, self-explanatory. Uh, so, we need to be disciplining ourselves to give thanks, because... Um, that's how we bless God, you know. I love the phrase, bless God, you know, not not that we have, but in the Bible there's places where it says bless God. And it's good to be a blessing to God. So how can we do that? We'll be thankful, being grateful. You know, that's a way to be a blessing to God. Bless God with thanksgiving. Um, man, there's a lot to be thankful for. I think right now would be a great time to be thankful. Because right now a lot of people don't really realize how much there is to be thankful for. I just heard a report last night of a young man who committed suicide down the highway here, an eighth grader. Um, it's like really that's hard to it's it's hard to fathom an eighth grader being so despondent <clears throat> that uh, they feel like you know uh, so f- fatalistic that you know there's nothing to live for, there's nothing to be grateful for, there's no it's you know they're so self-centered and selfish and self-willed that they think the you know world's come to an end and I might as well die and they, they don't care, they don't care about anybody else, they don't care about what's going on around them. There's no hope. They're without Christ. It's a sad situation, and so probably a lack of thanksgiving and gratitude and seeing the blessings that's before them. Uh, which one of the very blessings we have is life, and isn't that something? You know how you you see you see you see people who have an incredible uh, desire to live under the most difficult circumstances, you know, and they'll go through just unbelievable things to live, and then you have folks uh, that can't see past the end of their nose, and and. And don't take appreciate the life that God's given them, and the lungs that He's given them, and the air He's given them to breathe. And they can't see anything because they don't know God and they don't know His goodness. It's so sad. It's so tragic in the true sense of the word. And so that's really sad. We need to pray for. I don't even know these people, but we need to pray for that family. Uh, they're down here, South Cass County or North Bates County somewhere. So uh, be praying for them. Um, and so God is on the throne, and we are more than conquerors. That's what the Bible tells us. And so, you know, either we are or we aren't. Either God's a liar or we're a liar. <laughs> so we are more than conquerors. That's what the Bible tells us. He's not lying. And so um, so we got to live in that reality. We are more than conquerors. Uh, he's on the throne. Ron's reminding us perpetually to, that he's exalted, which is good. And uh, we should be giving thanks to him in any situation, no matter how bad uh, it is, uh, to help us remember that the war has already been won man what a what a nice thing it is to know uh when you know things look like that you're at a loss that you've really already won you know and that's how the martyrs you know fox's book of martyrs that's how the saints in the last several thousand hundred you know 1800 plus years have made it so far because they know that even if they give their life they've already won you just can't out you can't out you can't outmaneuver god 
There is no wisdom against the Lord. So you can take it, all those folks a couple years ago that died at the hands of ISIS, people murdering their, their kids in front of them and their wife, and then ultimately they would get murdered because they wouldn't reject Christ in places like Mosul and uh, in other areas of Syria and so on and so forth. Well, you know what? Those saints knew. They knew that, you know what? It wasn't worth denying Christ because they've already won. They've already won. And you can kill them. You can take their life. You can hurt them. But you can't defeat them because they're more than conquerors. That's victory. All right, point C, and then we'll be done. The priority of prayer reveals the target of prayer as well. Um, you know, so we we understand here the priority of prayer necessitates uh, the proper. Um, I forgot my point. The proper, um, the proper practice of prayer, right? So there's the warfare, there's the the, the practice, and then the la- and the third thing that we're going to see is the priority of prayer. Uh, <clears throat> practice yeah the priority of prayer necessitates the proper practice of prayer oh that was point b so point c is the priority of prayer reveals the target of prayer okay target i'm getting myself confused by looking at empty blanks on a page so the target my notes aren't highlighted so i I missed that word for you so the priority of prayer reveals the target of prayer so point c is the target uh, and it reveals, the priority of prayer reveals the target of prayer. And so there's the priority of prayer and the target of prayer. So he says there in uh, verse, um, you know, he comes down and he says that we need to pray for all men. We need to pray for kings. But before he gets to that, he says, you know what? This, the supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks are need to be made for some of the men that you know. Is that what it says? No, it says all men, right? All men. So uh, all means all. And so God wants us to pray for all men regardless of who they are. Uh, even if you don't like their politics, you don't have a chance. I don't have the discretion. To, it says pray for kings, right? Pray for those in authority. It doesn't matter what they believe. You pray for them because God says pray for them. I believe that Paul prayed for Nero and Nero put Paul to death. You know, and uh, for kings, even kings we don't agree with, you know, even, you know, how much time have we spent praying for Mr. Ping over there in China? I was just spent some time this afternoon, you know, listening to, you know, a bunch of athletes crying about being in China, how oppressive it is. And Nancy Pelosi is saying you can't don't do anything to disrupt the international affairs. These people are vicious, you know, well then quit placating them, but that's another story. Um, and so, you know, you hear all how bad China, okay. So I'm praying, I'm praying that God busts the guy in the chops with the gospel and gives him some Jesus, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and I pray some, I pray that there's some saints that get in his grill and, uh, and challenges authority with great humility and, and meekness and temperance, you know, and that will happen because there are people in the party, uh, who are actually saved and are and will give their life ultimately, especially if they reveal in the, that they're in the party and they're following Christ. But all that's that is going on right now in China. I guarantee it. There are Daniels in China, so we need to be praying for that because this is wicked. I mean, the person. I mean, you got two. You got Gog and Magog. You got Gog, you got it going on. Putin. I don't know if he is going to be uh, Gog, but he certainly he certainly fits the bill. He is the personification, like Hitler was a, per, a personification of Antichrist. We have these 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 people leading these countries that are already prophesied. We need to be in prayer about all this. 
And then we got Sleepy Joe at the wheel, you know, <laughs> for our country. And we're like, oh, Lord, that may be a blessing. Maybe that'll give God opportunity to work because uh, who knows who's really running this show. And so uh, when, when uh, you know, we're to pray for all men, for kings, uh, even kings we don't agree with. And, and uh, we need to pray for those that we don't like, those that instead of complain about them, we should pray about them. And, and, uh, and I, I will tell you, I do, I do pray for these that I'm talking. I'm not just saying this stuff. It's important that we pray for these in charge. And you'd be surprised. you think you're nobody. But Daniel was just one person. And yet his prayers and his grasping of the times and his ability to... And he didn't have perfect understanding. He just knew, man, God, you know, I'm studying these epistles, these prophecies. Now I see it was 70 years are determined. We're about to get out of here. What's going on? And then God answered, gave him more insight. And what he gave him became scripture, right? So God works in people that pray to continue to advance the kingdom and, and progress the revelation. Now, we have all the revelation of Jesus. That's why the last book of the New Testament is the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have all of that, so now we're just in a position of victory. We just need to be praying because we know how the story ends. So we we shouldn't get too emotional about it because we understand how things are going to (laughs) go. Excuse me. And so, um, you know, uh, and so we just need to be in prayer. You know, and pray that God protects uh, saints from wicked rulers, and uh, and that. and he protects all of our friends under prime. I pray for man. I pray that God protects our our brothers that are under Prime Minister Modi. He's an he is an aggressive Hindu, uh, uh, you know, radical really. And uh, but yet God's given space for our brothers to keep going with the gospel. He's given space for Doug to go back over. I mean, praise God in the midst of a really kind of hostile situation. So we pray. I praise God for all of that. Um, and you know, one of the benefits of having uh, our country in a weaker position is it strengthens the opportunity for people like uh, <coughs> like our friends, like Doug, to travel in those situations. Because the weaker we are, the less concerned they are about our interests. When Trump was in office, <coughs> missions was harder because people were pushing back on us a little bit more in regard to international travel. When Obama was in, it was easier to travel internationally. <coughs> And the Hindus were less uh, agitated by our presence, so that's just an interesting thing. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm not. That's not a comment, but it is interesting how what looks bad here and is bad here may not be bad for our, our brothers. So it's like the stock market, right? So while things are while the stocks are low in America, they may be rising somewhere else. So just be praying the gospel's advancing somewhere else if it's being hindered here. And uh, and we shouldn't kid ourselves. You know, when we we start praying for kings. Um, the devil will take direct aim at you. Uh, the prince of darkness does not want us <coughs> inter- intermeddling with the affairs of the planet. Uh, and just a little less through our prayers. But that's what we need to be doing. And by the way, the kings of the earth are simply uh, our peers. Think about that, too. They desire to have what you possess in Christ. You know, they don't have what you have in Christ. They want authority. They want power. Now, of course, we understand that all of our power and authority comes from Christ, right? All power, Matthew uh, twenty-eight, eighteen. <coughs> all power. Thank you, hun. All power was given unto unto him, and now it's given unto us. That's really what. That's why it's such a threat. <sighs> mean Joe Green. Thanks, kid. And. uh she doesn't know the, the, that, but uh, some of you do, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I do really appreciate that. 
But yeah, think about how like um, someone like Mr. Ping, for instance, um, he is so and, and Mao, you know, years ago before him, were so agitated about the fact that someone would trust an authority other than the state or Lenin or uh, Stalin. Right or Brezhnev, whoever you want to go with, um, all of those folks, uh, or Pol Pot, right? If you ch- if you trust if you trust Jesus Christ, man, yeah, or the communists in Guatemala. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you know, putting another authority over them is a uh, it terrorizes them. It's it's a terror to them. They cannot they cannot abide it. That tell, that tells you something. Jesus is real, and uh, and we and they are just our peers. And so our job is to reconcile them, be ambassadors. We are we are kings and priests of the Most High God. And if they're not on your side, they need to be saved, right? That's what it boils down to. So Mr. Ping needs to be saved. He needs Jesus before it's too late. It doesn't really matter all the other stuff he's doing. It's evil and wicked and all that he represents. Same thing with Putin. Same thing with all of them. Same thing. I don't care if he's the president of the United States. These are just men. That's one good thing my dad taught me is men are men and they put their leg. That's what he said. Men are men and they put their pants on one leg at a time. And so he always taught me that my whole life, which is basically don't be a respecter of persons because men are men and they put their pants on one leg at a time. Well, kings are kings, but if they don't know Jesus, they don't have the right king, right? So Apollyon's their king, and they're on the wrong team. They need to defect and come to the right side, which is the side of righteousness, the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you're praying for kings and all in authority, it's a big deal. So when you think about the first century, you have this guy named Paul. He's the apostle. Now, he is the apostle of the Gentiles. He's a special creature. He's a special, uh, he's a special apostle. And yet God, in his divine providence, takes Paul and leads him on a direct confrontation with the, the, what would be considered at that time in history the man of sin being Nero, the Roman ruler. Why was that? Because it's God giving Nero a chance to repent. Now, of course, it looks like Paul lost from a human perspective, but in him killing Paul, Paul won. He was ready to go a long time ago. He already said, I'm ready to leave. I'm only just hanging around for y'all. right? Paul was a winner. And so the last thing, point three, and we'll be done, is um, for all that uh, are in authority, that's the last thing that we need to look at. For all that are in authority, and I, I, that's right in the text there, and you guys know that. So we pray for all that, that are in authority. So like Daniel, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Not all in authority are political leaders. Uh, Whoever is in authority in your home, your school, your job, your county, your state, your neighborhood, uh, you should be praying for them to be used for God's purposes and the redemption of all men, whether they bow their knee or not. And we're going to stop there. That's a good place. That's a good message for a prayer meeting. And uh, and so uh, next week we'll get together and talk about point number two. And uh, and uh, so um, <clears throat> today was the priority of prayer. Oh, next week I'm not here, by the way. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Trude. Yeah, so he did a good thing on prayer. Well, good. Next week I will be out as well. So I will be out next Sunday night. But that isn't. Next Sunday night uh, I have a I have a function I am attending. So 
I did not. Let me. I, it'll probably be Jeff, but I gotta confirm that he wasn't here tonight. If not Jeff, it'll probably be one of the other pastors or somebody from HBI. 